Welcome to another fabulous episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette. And on today's show, so when I started My Orgasmic Life podcast, I really wanted to give show up for you guys and for my audience and my listeners in many different ways. Um, you know, as a sexual educator, as, you know, um, but also more than just a sexual educator and a coach, but to share my personal life with you and to share my personal journeys, the good, the bad, the sexy, the orgasmic, the messy, the ugly. And so today, <laughs> lately I've been really dropping into, you know, showing up as the sex educator. So today we're going to drop into me showing up as the personal life, my personal life, my venture into submission, my, um, you know, struggles, my excitement. So, you know, so that's, that's, that's what we're doing today. Now, before I get into this, these sto this story, um, I got to give you a content, some content warning so that you can tap out if you're like, ooh, that might be too intense for me, okay? So uh, first of all, I'm going to have to give some back, a little bit of a backstory around my trauma um, so that you can truly understand where my fear lies and where my struggles have lied about needing to be in control and feeling vulnerable, okay? Um, and then I'm gonna end up talking about some BDSM and some kink and probably some bondage and some spanking. And, you know, there's, we're gonna get into those, those areas, okay? So just so you, you, if you're like, ooh, that's a little too intense for me. And I probably will swear and there will most likely be laughter. And who knows, I might even cry because it's a very vulnerable conversation that I'm going to have with you. Now, normally I'm good with you guys asking me, for everybody who's with me live, usually I'm really good with you asking questions and making comments, um, but I ask that you wait until the end of today's show to ask me any questions so that I can really, really show up in the story and not be pulled out of the story, okay? All right, here we go. Sit back and here, let the show begin. <laughs> okay, so first of all, most of you know me um, as a dominatrix. So I typically play in the world of BDSM and in the world of kink and in the world of power exchange, I typically, am on the dom side of things uh there is so this is so for everybody who's like but i thought you were a dom i am still a, still a dom through and through but there is this beautiful amazing side of me that is submissive and needs to surrender and to create, let go of control, to create this beautiful space of balance, okay? So you're not like, if you're like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> That's what's happening, okay? So I'm talking about my submission, my submission. And also, before I go into the story, I really want you to lean into remembering, if you relate, great. If you don't relate, that's okay too. This is a huge piece of 
my journey. I'm sharing my vulnerable journey. Okay, here we go. So about 15 years ago, um, my partner at the time and I started to explore BDSM and kink. And uh, we were playing. Um, and this particular partner that I had has been in my life for 27 years. And so we've had a long adventure together um, of ups and downs, different, different kinds of relationships. So we there's a, so there's some backstory between the two of us. Like we know each other very, very well. So we started exploring and um, just naturally between the two of us, he would take lead and I would follow. And so we started to play and we started to play with BDSM and spanking and impact play and power exchange and me surrendering him dominating me. And, and it was fun um, and it was great until I found until he created a space where I dropped into subspace. So I'm just going to take, I'm just going to pop out for a second just to talk to anybody who doesn't know what subspace is because it's really important for this conversation for you to understand. So subspace is this transcendent space that when you're in a submissive space, you drop into. And it can look like many things to different people but it's a very beautiful space of quiet. And for me, it's the void, I call it the void. It's, it's pitch black, it's completely quiet, it's completely still. I feel incredibly safe, uh, warm, happy and content. And so, so that's what subspace is, okay? So about 15 years ago, we were, I was getting spanked um, by my partner at the time and I dropped into the subspace and I was in there and I, for the first time, first time ever in this life, I felt quiet. I felt safe. I didn't have to, and see, even as I start talking about it, I'm like wanting to cry. I felt so beautifully Zen in a way that I had never felt before, in a way that I didn't even know that it was possible for me because of all of my back uh, trauma of, of abuse. So I remember being like amazed but then it freaked me the fuck out. So I was in, an, in it for probably about 15 minutes. And then I freaked out. And then I spent three weeks freaking out because it felt unsafe. I believed that I was unsafe. It triggered me. It created this panic that triggered a whole bunch of chain reactions internally with me. And so then for the last 15 years, except for up to about two, a month and a half ago, um, I have been desperately trying to get back to subspace and at the same time avoiding subspace. <laughs> so it's been this, this journey of like feeling 
like wanting that space and then being terrified of being in that space and feeling vulnerable being in that space and and then also the dynamic with the person that created that space um, there's been all sorts of stuff around that. There was happiness that he could create the safety for me. There was also this resentment that he, he was the only one that ever seemed to create the safety for me. Um, so there was a lot of like, it was fucking messy, like really ugly and really messy. And, you know, um, so yes. So I spent 15 years trying to get there, scared to get there pushing out, pushing away from getting there. And then, um, you know, I would step in for a second and then I'd freak out and then I'd pull myself out. And then I would have like three weeks of hell of like resistance and anger and like needing to be in charge and being uber control freak um, because I had surrendered. And so I want to talk a little bit about why that is like that, that piece. If you're like, well, why that sounds like that sounds so stupid. Like, why would you do that? So part of my trauma um, as a child, I was sexually abused by many perpetrators as a child, as well as satanically ritually abused. And so what that did was there was a bunch of things that happened for me. Um, one, I learned to dissociate from my body. So leaving my body was a way in which I survived that trauma so that my brain didn't explode and I didn't end up having a nervous breakdown. I dissociated and didn't remember the trauma until I was about 17 so that I could be functioning. I could function in society. I could, no, I didn't, there was a part of me that was never affected by my abuse. So going to subspace in essence is a form of a dissociation. So that was the piece that was starting to, that was the part that was freaking me out is that when I needed to dissociate. So that sensation of dissociation and leaving my body was a sensation that I used to have to do as a child in order for me to survive the horrendous trauma that I went through. And so every time I would get go to subspace, which was a form of leaving my body, what would end up happening is that it would trigger a chain event inside me. It would be like, oh my God, death content, we're not safe. This is not okay. Something bad's happening because when I learned to dissociate, that's what the, the that was the dissociation. The dissociation was because the trauma was happening. But fast forward into this beautiful, uh, consensual, safe space of being able to surrender and let go and let go of control and let go of awareness and let go of everything and just be in the moment of the sensations and go into this beautiful space of subspace, it would trigger the chain reaction. So then I would pop myself out and then I would then spend, so that my subconscious would be like, whoa, that wasn't okay, that wasn't safe, you shouldn't do that, like you can't do that because that's how the brain works. It's like, it works with association to the first time something happened that was similar to what you've done. So that was what was ended up happening to me. And then I would spend, then talk about being an uber control freak bitch and not in the good consensual dom sort of way. <laughs> not in the way that people pay me big bucks to do and to teach them how to be. 
right? I would go into like DEFCON 100 of not feeling safe in the world. And my go-to defense mechanism and my brain's defense mechanism is to become uber controlling so that I can feel safe. So I would then become uber controlling of everything and everyone around me for about three weeks after I would go to subspace. Needless to say, this had some very negative impacts on my relationships. just leave it at that <laughs> okay so let's fast forward I worked through a lot of my I worked through my trauma I worked through my shit I worked through all these beautiful things and you know I'm you no know, now I know that when I'm not feeling safe I don't need to be control freak and I and I've been you know I've been learning how to go to these beautiful beautiful spaces in my life of that's very close to subspace. So through meditation, through magic, through tantra, through all these other ways, not through BDSM, but all these other ways to get into the space of zenness, of stillness, of quietness. So now I'm like, okay, this is an okay place and this is a safe. So I do all of that rewire. Let's take a moment to say, yay me. <laughs> all right. So. A month and a half ago, me and my, you know, my ex-partner that, you know, had originally helped me find subspace, um, we've evolved and changed and our dynamic and our relationships have changed drastically over over the years, but we're still in each other's lives and we're still close. And so he... Uh, a month and a half ago, we were hanging out and he's like, I have a proposition for you. And I said, okay, well, what is it? And he's like, I would like to ask you if you want to be my sub officially not just us playing at it but like officially you be my sub I be your dom and you know and we like create our relationship dynamics around that relationship he's like we're in a unique situation where we have no uh, other baggage between us we've healed all of our shit between us like we're, we've started fresh. That's so, I, I would like to make this proposal. And of course he had just given me an orgasm and he's like, and you're not allowed to answer this <laughs> for at least a week. And you really think about it because he's like, your, your vagina is going to say yes. And I said, well, of course it's going to say yes. You just made me have like a bunch of orgasms. <laughs> he knows me well. <laughs> so So we start in on having a bunch of conversations about, well, what would that look like? And how would we set that up and and things? And so so one of the beautiful pieces that he brought to the table was how he's like, I want you to think about your your relationship with subspace. He's like, I know that in the past it was because of triggers and because of your trauma. He's like, but you've healed all those traumas and yet still you won't allow yourself to stay in subspace. He's like, so what is that about? Really? What is that about? He's like, it's not about your trauma. What is it really about? So now I'm going to cry. So I have to take a moment and I have to think about it because it was easy to hide behind the trauma. It was easy to hide behind it's you know uncomfortable it was easy to do that it i because i 
really the root of why I'm terrified or have been terrified or was terrified about subspace was yes, the trauma was a big piece of it. But underneath that is my real fear of intimacy. Woo, I'm crying, tears are rolling. <laughs> yes, see, this is raw and real and vulnerable. So I had to look at that it's really about my fear of intimacy and vulnerability and closeness. So that's one fear. The second fear is that if I really embrace subspace, what that means is that I'm also going to embrace that I'm part of me is submissive. And that is terrifying as well because I am seen in the world on a professional level as a dom. I am seen as strong and independent. I am seen as this like, you know, powerhouse. And even though I, I intellectually and emotionally know that surrendering is one of the bravest things you can do, and the hardest things to do is actually let go of control, to be able to surrender to a circumstance, to a situation, to the universe, to someone. It is the bravest and most courageous thing one can do. I was still running this narrative in the background of the belief system, even though intellectually I know it's not true, that that would make me weak and that would make me vulnerable. And it's not safe for me to be weak and vulnerable in a world that is filled with monsters and predators, which is the reality of my childhood, not the reality of my adulthood. So it's really incredible how much, which is why I do the work I do um, for the world not just for myself, but for the world is because those, even though we may know something on an intellectual level, on a subconscious level, what's happening on the subconscious is not always what's happening on the conscious brain, right? So I had to look at this piece around, well, why is being, why is intimacy, vulnerability, surrender to a person so incredibly terrifying for me? And that was really easy because it was used against me. It was used against me as a child when I was being raped and abused and tortured, that that was what was used. The people that I loved, the family members that I loved was used as a way to control me, used as a way to, for me to become complicit in what, whatever was happening to me. And so I learned in that moment as a child that I could never truly allow myself to be completely vulnerable, completely surrender to another human being, to completely allow another human being to really see me and to love me completely and to surrender to those experiences. So, there's the big re re reveal. I was like, okay, so apparently I have intimacy issues. <laughs> and, um, and so it's time to heal those. And what better way to do that than 
to go to a place that terrifies me, but is so delightful at the same time, which is subspace. So I did a lot of rewiring and subconscious work. So this wasn't just like, oh, okay, so now I know this and now I'm just gonna do this. So this is really important to understand that there was a lot of back back healing, rewiring, reprogramming, daily rewiring of my subconscious, a bunch of using all these wonderful tools that I have at my disposal to rewire my brain, okay? So it wasn't just like, oh, this is the thing, so now I'm gonna do it. There was some, there was some heavy lifting that was involved in this, okay? So I sat with it, I cried about it, I felt it, I rewired it, and then I came back to my dom and I said, okay, I wanna be your submissive and you can be my dom. And let's set up the ground rules and let's set up what that looks like and let's set up how we negotiate that and let's set all of the things up. And so of course we set all of those things up and we had our conversations and, and we, you know, we wrote down, you know, we went through our hard limits because, you know, we both changed sexually over the years and, you know, what kind of things we want to explore and what kind of things we will need to train to, to be able to do. And, and we did all of those pieces and then we started to play. And what I decided was that in order for me to rewire that subspace is this beautiful, tranquil, delightful, orgasmic space of awesomeness that I need to allow myself to be vulnerable and to go into it and to be like, well, what if, what if? So I did a lot of what ifs around intimacy. So what if this because my fear is that it's going to be used against me. So if I surrender to my dom and in that surrendering to my dom, there's all sorts of emotions for me, love and intimacy and vulnerability and cuddly. And there's like all these things that I've really kind of kept hidden from myself and from partners and from the world and things like that. So like to go into that place, I have to embrace all of those things. I have to embrace all the pieces that I've been denying um, myself. And then the fear kicks in. And the fear was, what if it, what if it doesn't work out? What if it blows up? What if it, you know, what if something happens? What if he dies? What if then relationship ends? What, like, how are you going to survive? Like, what if? And through all of this beautiful what ifing, I'm like, so what? I'll cry. <laughs> I'm really good at crying. That's not new. <laughs> I'll just cry <laughs> and I'll deal with it. Like I deal with everything, no matter what happens in my life, I have some mad skills to handle fucking anything. So yeah, so what happens? What if, what if it ends? It ends, what if he dies, he dies? What if I, you know, don't wanna do this anymore and our relationship changes again? So then I cry, what if, like, what if? So I went through all the what ifs and the answer to the what ifs is like, so what? I'll handle it. Here are, the, here are some of the tools that I probably use to handle that. And so what was happening is, is that, so now I'm in the experience. So now we're gonna get into some juicy stuff. So I'm bent over, my ass is in the air. 
I'm being spanked, then I'm being flogged, and then I'm being fingered while I'm being spanked and I'm being flogged and I'm coming and I'm coming and I'm coming and I'm coming and I'm coming. And as each time the sensations become more intense and I come even harder and even more, I start to drop in to subspace. And as I'm getting closer to the door of subspace, my brain's doing its whole patterning because that's what the brain does. It likes likes things that are new, that like things that are old. So it's doing its old pattern of like, oh my God, you can't be here, it's not safe, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept talking myself into, well, what if? What if we could allow ourselves to have this? What if this is okay? And no matter what happens, we'll handle it. And so I just kept saying that. And as I keep, every time I said that, there was a deeper level of me getting closer to subspace. And then more intense sensation and more intense orgasm would happen. And, and I would like, and then, you know, I get a little bit further into the void, right? So now I'm like, I'm at the one foot's in the void and one foot still out of the void. And, you know, the, the conflict, there's this like brain conflict that's happening. It's like, oh my God, we can't do this. And then there's my, my body who's like, fuck that shit. This is so good. Go there, go there, go there. And then there's my other part of my subconscious, which is now the the new rewiring, which is what if we can give ourselves permission to be here? We deserve to be here. It's safe for us to be here. It's happy to be here. It's content to be here. And as I would say, each one of those things, I would step further and further and further until I got into the void, which is the subspace. Now I'm in this beautiful subspace where my brain is turned off. The only thing that I'm thinking about is just being in this sensations and the orgasms and the intensity of pain and the intensity of pleasure and the orgasms and more orgasms and more orgasms. And all I have to do is stay in this beautiful space. Now, my Dom, which is why he is my dom, is super smart and quite fabulous. And so he recognizes I'm now in subspace. And so he's like, he calls me Pet. And so his, his name for me is Pet. And he's like, Pet, where are you? And I'm like, in subspace. And he's like, and what do you feel like in subspace? I'm like, happy, <laughs> content. He's like, and safe. He's, I'm like, yes, and safe. And he's like, and who, and, and is it safe to be here? He's like, yes. He's like, okay, stay there. And so he would continue his spanking and fucking and fingering me and pulling my hair and breath play and all the fucking awesome sensations that were happening in the moment. And I would just keep coming and coming and coming. And then he'd start to feel my brain and body start to do the conflict of, oh my God, we have to abort, board mission, board mission, it's not safe, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, can't stay there, no, no, it's not okay. And he would then reinforce, he's like, where are you? Who are you? How do you feel? How does this space feel? And I would say them out loud and say and reinforce that, yes, master, these are beautiful places. This is a beautiful place. And then I dropped back in and I was able to stay there. And so over the last, basically, so that was like a month and a half ago. Um, now I'm happy to report that pretty much every time we play, 
I enter subspace and I stay there for hours on end actually and it's getting easier and I love it and and now it's the now now the dilemma um is uh coming out of subspace and dealing with the drop like the you know there's this thing called sub drop where you're now out of subspace and you're back in reality and and there's a bunch of emotional crashing that happens and stuff like that so that's kind of where I'm that's the stage I'm at now it's like I don't want to go back I really want to stay there it's so good I just come and come and come and come and I don't think about anything and I'm super zen and my body feels fantastic so yeah so that's that's this beautiful piece so I wanted to share all of that because it's it's what's happening it's one of the things that are happening in my world right now and what I've noticed is so beautiful. Um, I have a bunch of other things going on in my world that are really super stressful, like normally would have like stressed me out to the max. I'd be running around being a control freak. I'd be like doing all the fucking things. And yet I am so, so zen in a way consistently that is amazing it's amazing like i can't even explain it it's like i'm like i'm like this zen master right now and it's because i healed all of my shit so i can go to subspace i've healed my intimacy issues that intimacy issues that i had around going to subspace is also been healed in my other relationships because I'm polyamorous and I'm ethically non-monogamous, I have more than one relationship in my life of really significant people. And so what I realized is that I never let any of them see really all of me or really allow myself to truly drop into the connections and the intimacy and the vulnerability and all these things. And so this beautiful byproduct of being able to heal so that I can go to subspace, my intimacy issues, has allowed me to have deeper connections, deeper intimate relationships with the other people in my life. And that's beautiful. And I'm the Zen master that doesn't get phased by anything right now, um, which is incredible. Um, and did I mention all the motherfucking orgasms? <laughs> so many orgasms, so many orgasms. <laughs> it's amazing. So. For all of you control freaks out there who are like, there's no way that I could ever surrender, I honestly say, and I lovingly invite you to try to explore this idea of the submission and the, you know, going to being able to go to a place of subspace and letting go of whatever fears that we have that why we need to be in control. Because there's a huge difference between leadership and being a control freak. And I am a better Dom. And I'll be really honest, I am a much better Dom because I've healed my shit around my submission and the fears around that. Um, I've let go of my need to be in control to be safe. That has made me a much better leader. 
um, people want to follow me with ease because I'm not doing it because I need to be in control. I'm doing it because it's a skill set that I have and others like to follow me. Um, so there's these beautiful shifts and changes that have happened. And, and those shifts and changes have happened over the years as I have been working on, like I've been working on letting go of control in one form or another for the last 15 years. And each time I lean in a little bit deeper, these beautiful byproducts happen. And so now I feel like, I feel like I've, I think I might've almost healed all of it, which is kind of exciting so that I can just really just be and embrace all of me. And that's the other piece. So this is the last thing I want to share around this is that because I thought the part of me that was submissive was weak, I didn't fully accept and love all of me. There was a part of me that loathed a part of me. I wasn't in harmony with myself. I wasn't in acceptance, fully acceptance of myself. Sure, I had embraced that I was a sexual sadist and because I was in that power position and I did all the work so that I can be an ethical sexual sadist <laughs> so that I do no harm to others. <laughs> It's not consensual, um, but there was still this piece of me that was in denial about a part of me and felt like that was a flaw and that was weakness and that was a vulnerability that I needed to crush. And then I would have these moments of longing to need to surrender because like being in charge all the time fucking sucks. I'm just going to say it. It sucks to be in charge all the time because you have to be on when you're in charge. You have to be on when you're in the role of leadership. You're like You have to be on all the time. And so I would like desperately want these like little moments of like just I could turn off my brain and surrender. And so there but there was all of the stuff that was attached to it that I talked about earlier. So I feel incredible. I feel like this new person, um, that I love all of me, I accept all of me, that I am still a fantastic, fantastic, strong, independent woman. And even more so because I've embraced all of me and that it's okay to let go and it's okay to let somebody take lead a little bit and it's okay to let somebody take care of me for a moment like it's okay to have all of those things in the confines of in whatever capacity you need to have in your life for me it's with sex and um because i am the in all about orgasm the best way for me to do anything is through orgasm you want any kind of behavioral change modification to me uh we add some orgasms lickety split we change really quick <laughs> okay so that that's how i'm wired i'm wired i'm a pleasure-seeking goddess and an orgasmic goddess so that's how i'm wired so for me the place of using submission and my sexuality is a beautiful place for me to heal all of those places. Um, but for others, it may not be in the bedroom. It may be in other areas of your life um, and allowing other spaces where you can ask for help. And like, there might be other ways in which that shows up for you, but it's the same concept. 
we have both the need to lead and the need to follow. And in order for us to have self-acceptance and internal uh, tranquility and internal harmony within ourselves, we have to embrace all of who we are. And if we don't, then we're in conflict with ourselves. And the more conflict we have within ourselves, the more conflict we have outside of ourselves in the relationships and the choices and the life styles that we live. There will be the more conflict we have internally, the more conflict we will create externally to represent what's happening internally. So I feel fantastic. I am excited about how this finally, this beautiful Zen of self-acceptance and surrender and submission is like landed internally. And as a direct result of that, externally, my life is becoming more Zen and easy. So, all right. So that was uh, that. And um, thank you for listening. And thank you for being here with me. And this is where I'm going to open up the floor now. Does anybody have any questions about this process that I just shared with you? My process that I just shared with you. Okay, right on. So now you're like, whoa. So there'll be more now that I'm in. So we have two sides of my sex. Actually, there's many sides of my sex life that you can look forward to listening to. <laughs> we have, you know, pets life. You have, you know, Mistress Gaia's Dom life. Then you have my poly uh, life where I'm an ethical slut. Um, so you have lots of places. We have lots of places to explore and to talk about uh, what's going on in my world. And hopefully that's inspirational. So hopefully that's exciting and entertaining and, you know, helps you come to a place of self-acceptance for yourself. All right. You need any extra support? on how to explore, how to uh, go through this journey to heal any of your stuff, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. For all your BDSM needs, you can reach me at EmpressGaia.com. And don't forget to support your hostess, which is me, by joining my Patreon. You get extra content and bonus stuff from me um, as a thank you for supporting the overhead costs of this. Ah, uh, thank you. I'm glad. Yes, experience subspace. It's a, it's an amazing, it's amazingly peaceful. It's an amazing space. Absolutely. All right. So have a great day. Uh, have a great week. And, uh, you know, continue listening to My Orgasmic Life, which can, you can find the podcast, you can find on all of the podcasting platforms that you listen to. Again, it's my orgasmic life. Have a great day, and I hope it's filled with pleasure and self-exploration. Bye-bye. <laughs>